Well, hello and welcome to episode four of the 2018 Rams Revealed podcast. My name is JB Long, voice of your Los Angeles Rams, and with me is safety John Johnson III. And tonight, we've taken the show on the road for the very first time. We are at the Westfield Mall in Century City on a Tuesday night. This is the home of the Rams House Pop-Up Shop, and we are in front of a live audience here in the atrium. Good evening, everyone. Can you make sure our audience listening hears your presence? And I'll ask you for just one more round of applause for John Johnson as we welcome him to the program as well. Uh, it's always a difficult choice to decide, you know, how do we start each episode, but this week it's easy because tomorrow is a very special day. Tomorrow is John's 23rd birthday. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I got a couple of things planned tonight. Uh, this was step number one, so I'm ready to get it rolling. This is your day off, right? So the birthday gets celebrated tonight. Back to work tomorrow. Right. I <laughs> wish my birthday was... Tuesday, so I, I can you. celebrate on Monday, but it, we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. Do you remember uh, your first appearance on this podcast? You told us about your favorite cereal. Yeah, I do remember. For those who uh, did not listen to that episode, there's only one or two uh, here. Can you share that information again? I said, well, my overall favorite cereal is Fruity Pebbles, but we don't have that at the facility. You like those? Yeah. We don't have that at the facility, so I usually get like corn pops or Apple Jacks. So since this individual here is the only one who reacted to Fruity Pebbles, he's the only one that you have to share these with. Wow. I'm going to pass this box across and wow. let you open it up. And if you could describe what you see, that would be great, John. Looks like some type of Fruity Pebble snickerdoodle cookies. That's what it looks like to me. Does that sound good to anyone else in the audience? What do y'all think? Do you want to give it a bite or do you want to save it for another time? Um... Dessert, maybe? Well, my, if my guy wants one, he can, you know, we can share it right now. But I was, I was going to save it for after the show. You go ahead and save it for after the show. Uh, so your birthday, December 19th. I'm always curious. Is that a little too close to Christmas? My sister is born on Christmas, and she always kind of resented the fact that she gets one present. One Christmas present, one birthday present. How'd that go for you? Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. Or it'll be like, I get half on my birthday, half on Christmas, like... If I got a uh, new toy, I get the head on my birthday and I get the body on Christmas. So, I mean, yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. What's on your 2018 wish list? Oh, man, I just want to stay healthy, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm blessed and uh, there's not many things, material things that I want. So, I mean, I just want to stay healthy and hope that my family does the same, honestly. Well, very happy birthday to you, 23. It's going to be a great year. My Jordan year, yep. Uh, since we have a live audience, I thought we would jump early to our fan question this week. And if you see this young woman here in the front row, a season ticket holder, her name is Jamie in the Ram Santa hat there. Uh, she actually doubled down. She has two questions. Uh, what's the one thing to start that happens during a football game, John, that fans would never know about? Hmm. Um, probably when we have to use the bathroom. Uh, I know in college, a lot of guys just, just went in their pants and they just, you know, rinsed it off with some water. But um, they have like little baggies on the sideline. You probably have no idea. They have like urine bags on the sideline that people go in. So that's one thing that fans don't see. It's one thing broadcasters don't see either. <laughs> Sorry. There's only one bathroom in the press box sometimes, though, so we may have to tap into that. Uh-oh. The bag, not the other thing that you described. 
Uh, and the second question, the follow-up question, how was your holiday party last night? Oh, it was fun. Um, a lot of the team showed up. Uh, everyone had either pajamas or ugly sweaters on. Uh, it was pretty cool, the different types of uh, sweaters and pajamas that you saw. So we had a lot of fun, good, clean fun. It was at a big house in the hill, so it was, uh, it was exciting. The thing that I noticed from your Instagram Live last night was not the party, but it was the arcade game. It was you live streaming your perfect round of Pac-Man. Yeah, um, I'm pretty, pretty solid at Pac-Man. I had to get used to the joystick. I haven't uh, played that type of arcade game in a while, but uh, it's kind of tough to get an extra life on your first round of Pac-Man, but I did it if you saw my live, so it was pretty cool. And whenever your football career is done, I think there's a future in broadcasting because the play-by-play -play was pretty solid. What did you have, one hand on the camera, one hand on the joystick? Yeah. Pulling it out as you go? Yeah, I try to, you know, show the fans I can multitask a little bit, you know. That was impressive. Anyone here think that they've got the Pac-Man game to take down John Johnson? Yeah. No shot. You got the record? How old are you? He's eight years old. He's got the record. Pac-Man is probably like green on that game that he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that was missing, I thought, was confirmed. And for those who don't know, John got an interception at San Francisco. And our mic'd up segment, that was one of his four on the season, we'll talk more about that later, uh, has become a, a, a fan favorite line, I think. You looking to the camera and saying, confirmed, when they took a look at that play and confirmed it was a pick. Hey, I'm running with it. I'm, I'm running with it. That's my line now. I'm about to get t-shirts made, so make sure you buy those. Do you want to drop one on us right now? It'll, it'll come later okay, in the show. Okay, okay. Just surprise me. Absolutely. At the time, I least expect. All right, every week we uh, dive into five minutes of football. We don't always really time it, like five minutes is kind of give or take, but we do want to reserve a portion of this broadcast uh, to talk about the week that was for the Los Angeles Rams, the opponent ahead, some of the things that are going on at the facility, um, even though this podcast is geared towards getting to know John more personally. Uh, this is the first losing streak of your two-year Rams career. The first time since Sean McVay has taken over as head coach that the Rams have lost back-to-back -back regular season games. John, how are you taking it? Well, um, we always say after we lose, we don't want to let that team beat us twice. So that means going into the next week. So as long as we can, you know, learn. We never lose, we learn. So as long as we can learn from the loss that we took um, and just move on and get better the following week, I, I think it's okay. So, I mean, two losses back, in the, back to back, we learn from both of them, and uh, it definitely won't happen again. So. Uh, you did clinch the division in Detroit coming off of the bye, but even that maybe not the best collective performance that we've seen from the Rams this year. So I know a lot of the fans are thinking, what's different? What's going on with the Rams? What's changed since the bye? Any thoughts on that? Well, from, just from watching the film and uh, being out there, I just think is we aren't playing complimentary football right now. And if you don't know what that means, that means offense, defense, special teams all working together. So uh, we might have bright spots in one area and low spots in another area, but we need to find a way to get back to that complimentary football where we're all, each phase works to help another phase. Do you think that clinching had any impact on the edge that you bring to the field on the last two Sundays, just knowing that you're in the postseason? I don't think so. Nope. Uh, that was just step one of our plan. Um, we want that first round by. Um, that'll help us out a lot. So, I mean, I don't think clinching, you know, we got content or anything. I just think that's just, that's just the NFL. You know, you go through ups and downs, and you just got to fight through them, and the great teams do that. So, we'll see. At Arizona this week, home to San Francisco to finish the regular season. They win those two. They'll be no worse than the number two seed in the NFC. That means a bye and a playoff home game at the Coliseum. Uh, John, since we last spoke to you, you had an interception in Chicago, Sunday Night Football. 
Uh, you and your defensive teammate shut down Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. Very few teams have been able to do that. A career-high 14 tackles on Sunday against Philadelphia. Like you said, under the lights, you've always played your best football in primetime. In the last two weeks, you've had two really nice outings. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's been like that since college. Maybe because I didn't have many on the high school level. Um, the county where I grew up in, like it was like in a residential area, so we couldn't have lights at the stadium because the people, the the people that lived in the areas didn't want to see those lights when they're trying to get some rest. So we had mostly day games. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I play well at night now. I don't know. I'm not sure if you caught this, but you might remember the knock on John coming out of college, out of Boston College, was he wasn't reputed as a tackler. He had played corner to start your college career, right? Moved to safety. Did you hear that? Did that motivate you? Because now you're the second leading tackler on the team. Oh, I, I, I've heard it. Um, that's, that's, what I, that's what we play, you know, to knock the silence, the critics, uh, the haters, stuff like that. I mean, I knew I could tackle. Uh, the people that know me best know I could tackle. It, it's mainly the people that want to knock you. That's their job, to knock you, to, you know, so you can fall off. So, I mean, I just want to show the world that I can tackle. I'm well-rounded. I can do it all. So, I mean, it's cool. But what everyone knew he had, yeah, how about a round of applause for that? That's fine. I like that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Everyone knew he had ball skills, though. Everyone knew that if he got his hands on the football, it was going the other way. And four interceptions this season. If I'm not mistaken, that's the most you've had since high school? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any better feeling as a defender on the field than coming away with a game-changing play like an interception? Oh, I don't think so. Well, scoring. That's, that's better. That's still out there, right? Yeah, that's, that's still, still out there. The I haven't list. scored yet, so that's still out there. Hopefully we see that soon. All right. Uh, Pro Bowl announcements were made tonight. Maybe some of you got that alert on your phone. Uh, congratulations to Jared Goff, the quarterback, uh, with his second. Todd Gurley, his third. Aaron Donald has been a pro for five years. He's gone to the Pro Bowl all five of those seasons. And Corey Littleton on special teams uh, gets his first honor. Uh, a couple of first alternates to mention here. Left tackle Andrew Whitworth, left guard Roger Saffold. Uh, so congratulations to all of them. Uh, but the man to my right, I thought, deserved much, much better. Uh, and I'm a little bit disappointed for you. Are you disappointed individually? Um, I mean, I just saw it on the way over here, so I really don't know how I feel yet. But um, my first thought was just, who made it over me? And um, if you compare, you know, stats or whatever it may be, um, fan love, whatever it may be, I, I thought I could, I could have made it. But I mean, it's all good. Um, this, all, this is my second year. It's a long way to go, so I'll be all right. Well, after your first full season of the Rams Reveal podcast, I think your following will grow to such an extent that next year you'll rock the vote. Oh, yeah. It should be a runaway. There you go. Um, how much do you appreciate your teammate uh, Marcus Peters saying early in the summer that you had the potential to be an all-pro, and then again this week saying that you deserved to be in that group, that select group of pro bowlers? Oh, it means a lot. He's been there. You know, I think he's been to two Pro Bowls. He has countless amount of interceptions. Um, he's played on good, a good team, Kansas City team. And um, so it means a lot. He, he knows good players. He knows good football. So coming from him, it, it meant a lot to me. Well, using a, another metric, you are rising in pro football focuses rankings of NFL safeties. They have you at number seven as of tonight. I'm curious, what are your reactions to that? And what are your feelings as a player about pro football focus and the role it's playing in scouting and evaluating players? 
Well, I didn't know that, but oh, that, that's huge. Um, hopefully I can get up to one. But um, yeah, Pro Football Focus, it seems like on Twitter, everyone retweets all their stuff. It, it's, it's really becoming a credible source in the league. Um, I think I heard all pro status come a lot. They use Pro Football Focus a lot to, to determine it. So, I mean, I I try not to look at it too much just to not mess with my head, but um, it's, it's definitely taking over the league. So we'll see where it goes. You know who the number one safety is right now? No, who is it? Eddie Jackson, who you saw in Chicago a couple weeks ago. He's solid. I trained with him. You know, he got good pedigree. He went to Alabama, so they kind of dominate. But uh, I like him. I trained with him. He's a good guy, so that's all right. One follow-up on that. Is it possible for someone outside of your huddle, outside of your facility, to know what's going on play-to-play in your helmets and within your defense to evaluate something like that? No shot. Because? It's too many factors, too many variables, too many moving pieces. You can think you know a coverage, but it could be an adjustment that we made that particular week, and we could tweak something. So no shot that anyone outside of our room knows what's going on, truly knows what's going on. Well, thank you for giving us some insight. No shot. Okay. Uh, One final bit of business here as we wrap up five minutes of football with John Johnson III. Uh, I imagine this is always the toughest part of the job when a teammate gets released. And it was Farrell Cooper today as the Rams made a bit of room on the roster to sign C.J. Anderson, a running back, a veteran running back in his sixth year, to bolster some depth at that position. Uh, Todd Gurley was banged up over the weekend. Justin Davis. Can you just give us a sense of what it's like as a teammate to see a friend uh, leave the facility, at least for now? Yeah, Farrell, he's, he's a good friend of mine, um, so it's definitely, it's hard to see. But um, coming into this business, you know it's a, it's a business, it's cutthroat. Um, people have to make decisions sometimes. They don't really care about how you feel, care about how your family feels, but um, it's real cutthroat. But um, I know Farrell, he's a great player, so he'll land on his feet. But um, it was hard to see him go, but um, hopefully he goes to a nice city so we can go visit him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know he'll land on his feet. He'll be just fine. All right, we look forward to seeing C.J. Anderson this week in Arizona for Week 16. Uh, Now, the other part of this Rams Revealed podcast is left tackle Andrew Whitworth. We alternate weeks between Andrew and John, uh, and you left us last time with a question for the Rams left tackle. You wanted to know, other than growing up uh, in his area of the country, why he chose LSU, right? Last week, he told us that uh, he had designs on being a tight end. Can you imagine Big Whit at 6'7", 330 pounds playing tight end? No. What? (laughs) Apparently, Arkansas and Florida were the two programs that saw him as a tight end, were offering him a scholarship to play that position. And for a while, he was dead set on playing for Steve Spurrier at Florida. He was going to be a tight end for the Florida Gators. That's unbelievable. I mean, he was he smaller back then? Maybe because I've seen the 30 something year old Whitworth, but that's unbelievable to me. Well, he committed there, and then as a senior, someone named Nick Saban came into the picture at LSU, and he said from the first time he met him, that kind of changed his perspective on everything, including his college decision, and the rest is history. Oh, that shows you how old he is, because I just remember Nick Saban at Alabama. I don't remember him at LSU, so (laughs) that shows how old Whitworth is. (laughs) But with National Signing Day uh, just around the corner, I thought we might spend a moment on your recruitment process and your story. Uh, Because if I'm not mistaken, you were a two-star recruit coming out of college. And for those who might be listening, who might find this podcast, who find themselves trying to choose the next level of football, and maybe they're not the blue chip prospect, what would you say to them? What would you advise them based on your experience? Yeah, I uh, I wasn't really highly recruited coming out of high school. Um, 
I honestly don't know why, but uh, yeah, Boston College was like my only big offer at the time. And then um, the staff that recruited me got fired. So then it, my recruiting opened up a little bit more. But um, to anybody, you know, who, who dreams of playing in this league, I just say hard work pays off. Honestly, you can't really take a day off. You got to be a professional even at that young age. You know, there were times where a lot of my friends would go to the mall or hang out or party or something, but I had stuff to do for football. So it's about sacrifice and just keeping, your, keeping the eyes on the prize and stuff will pay off. The stars don't really matter. It's just what you do when you get there. As you look back on it, did that motivate you? Did that lead you to Boston College for a specific reason? And did that pay dividends in terms of becoming a professional athlete? Oh, absolutely. I feel like I couldn't have went wrong with Boston College. It was a bunch of like two, three-star guys, hardworking, um, under-recruited. So I felt right at home. We all had a, a, a purpose, you know, all getting in there, get a great education and playing football, big-time football in the ACC. I felt like if I couldn't play at those bigger schools, why not play against them and show what they missed out on? So it was fun. So I went to one of those bigger schools. I went to Notre Dame. I went there. I didn't play there. <laughs> And I've always wondered, who is Boston College's biggest rival? Um, back in the day, it was, I think you could say Notre Dame. But while I was there, for some reason, it was Syracuse. Okay. And it was because Boston College and Syracuse, they were both in the Big East before, they, before we moved to the ACC. So when, they, when Syracuse moved to the ACC, it kind of renewed the rivalry. We always played them last game of the year. And it's kind of close. It's both, you know, Northeastern schools, Boston and um, upstate New York. So... Syracuse was our rival. And how'd you do against them? I think I think I split with them. Okay. Like two two. I'm not sure. Uh, this year's edition, seven wins, and they drew Boise State in the first responder bowl. That's December 26th at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. You're going to be busy. You won't be able to go. Will you be watching? Oh, I'll definitely tune in. I, I tried to watch every Boston College game that I could, so I'll definitely tune in. All right, very good. Let's transition to a segment we call Let's Talk About a Teammate. It's very simple. Uh, we have two guests on this podcast, Andrew Whitworth and John Johnson, but we like to hear what they have to say about the people that they spend most of their lives with. Uh, and you chose Marquis Christian this week. Can you tell us a little bit about your fellow safety? Yeah, Marquis, um, it's all good things to say about this guy. Um, he could be a starter on most other teams in the league, maybe even our team. Um, but he just he comes to work every day, no complaints. Um, he's a special teams guy. He does everything perfectly. And he's probably like the, his change of direction. He probably has the most best agility on our team, to wow. be honest. It's a good week to select him because he was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they put him on waivers. The Rams claimed him in 2016, and he's been a part of our franchise ever since. So as the uh, Rams get set to travel to the desert, he'll get to see some of his former teammates. Uh, like you said, a core special teamer. He went to Midwestern State, now his, uh, his third year. You two are on the field at the same time, believe it or not. There's kind of a package that features Marquis Christian and Johnson, John Johnson III. Can you tell us about that, what you're trying to present opposing offenses when Marquis comes on? Oh, like I said, he's super athletic, uh, so explosive. And um, so we, we put him at the dime linebacker position. A lot of teams use like a, a bigger guy at that position, but he can hit as well. So he can cover, he can tackle, he can move, he can do pretty much everything you need to do on the football field. So he comes in and makes plays, and that's all he's been doing all year. All right, well, shout out to Marquis Christian, and we wish him a successful trip back to Arizona. Final thing from me on this Rams Revealed podcast not this week, but next week. We mentioned the regular season finale at home against the San Francisco 49ers at the Coliseum. 
And uh, JJ, we've seen a lot of celebrities this year at the Coliseum, just to name a few. Jay-Z has been there, LeBron, I think Aaron Judge last week, the Yankee slugger, YG, Floyd Mayweather. I'm wondering if you could invite one celebrity to week 17 to see you play against the 49ers, who would you extend that invitation to? You said Mayweather, he's there. Oh, Mayweather goes. I've seen him. Um, I'd extend an invitation out to Barack Obama. Are you friends on social media or anything? Um, no, no. Okay. I mean, we aren't. I was going to say, maybe you can direct message him, but maybe we'll just throw it out there and see what he's doing. You'd probably have a better shot than me, honestly. <laughs> I doubt that. Uh, well, we wish you a very successful week 16 trip to Arizona. John, thanks for spending some of your time with us as you prepare for that contest. We know we have a large audience waiting to uh, meet and greet with you, and we know that you want to dive into those lactose-free, oh. fruity, pebble, snickerdoodle cookies. Wow, lactose-free. He's, he's taking shots at me right now. No, no. He told, us, he told us last week, well, one of his coaches told us, he might be lactose intolerant. Yeah, me and Milk, we don't get along. Uh, we invite everyone here in person and everyone listening to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platforms, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. All four episodes available on demand at therams.com as well. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment to leave a review, we'd sure appreciate your support and feedback. For John Johnson III, I'm JB Long III. Thank you for listening to Rams Revealed. Rams Revealed.